In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. And welcome back to Shit Show for you. another week. My name is Rick City and sitting across from me, the effervescent Gus Gus Stevenson. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for joining me for yet another edition. Pleasure to be here, Paul. Just trying it on. No. No. I don't like the fit. I'm taking them off and I'm burning the shoes. Right. Alrighty. So, <laughs> welcome back to another edition of Shit Show. If you've not uh, listened to our show before, it's a show where we cover the best laid plans of mice and men that hilariously go off the rails. And uh, in charge of the segments for tonight is... GG himself, and he's got uh, he's got a, he's got a nice nice uh, bunch of canapes, horses, duvers, if mm, you will, mm, uh, yeah. d- just to, to to wet your appetites tonight. Today, it there's no time. We there is no spoon. Right, so we're going to move on to the first uh, segment of the night, Gus, uh, which is the Trainwreck Trophy. For those of you who haven't heard it, Trainwreck Trophy uh, involves one of us um, going online and entering the term Trainwreck into Google News, seeing what comes up, picking the best. Uh, Gus is going to be reading it to me for the first time. I have absolutely no idea what he's going to read to me. Uh, and then I'm going to award the Trainwreck Trophy to one of the three things that he brings up. Gus, what have you got tonight? Uh, well, first up, I've got the theme song. Train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck. Trophy. I always forget that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we didn't spend 40 minutes putting that <laughs> shit together for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you listening at home laughing, going, how can you spend 40 minutes and still be that out of tune? My response to you is, fuck you. <laughs> Because we're trying. Uh, so, the first the first train wreck trophy uh, comes from uh, one of my favourite places for cuisine, Mexico. Oh. Yeah, a Mexican politician uh, who is the uh, former mayor of uh, the small Mexican town uh, San Damian Texoloc. <laughs> Think that's how it's said. Flawless pronunciation. Mm. Uh, basically. If there's one thing that you shouldn't do in uh, putting together a campaign video, um, it is still uh, political gravitas from the most crooked man on Netflix, Frank Underwood, and just steal his speech and then put it on YouTube as a campaign platform. (laughs) What? (laughs) Correct. As the lines continue to blur between television and reality, uh, it should really come as no surprise that an actual politician has gone as far as to copy a speech made by Frank Underwood, played by Kevin Spacey, yeah. on Netflix, yeah. uh, on the original series House of Cards. Yeah. Word for word. <laughs> in Spanish. And for <laughs> for, the, for those of you who don't watch House of Cards, uh, Frank, Frank Underwood, Underwood is, is a horrible human. He, he plays the President of the United States, and he got there through uh, Machiavellian subterfuge mm. and Oh, every yes, really nice work. Every single word that he utters has a uh, has an ulterior motive. It's, so it's super sinister. If there was one guy that you do, were you want like, a coffee? Yes. <laughs> oh, what oh, is he up to? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the video uh, it it changed two words of Underwood's speech um, in uh, in Spanish, but the similarities were the words America and Frank and, Fra- <laughs> and Frank Underwood. Um, <laughs> Hyphenated that one word, Frank Underwood. Um, but he 
it uses almost the same. It uses the show's theme music almost. Like it, it just basically <laughs> just rips the the whole thing off. Uses the slow zoom. It's exactly the same thing. Font used for his uh, for his name at the end. Uh, th- this is uh, to to for anyone wondering. This is Miguel Angel. Caravarubias. Oh, that is definitely oh, wrong. Yuck, that's not right. <laughs> uh, but he basically steals the whole thing. Um, aside from the fact they're not intercut shots of him actually murdering people, it's basically exactly the same as the show. <laughs> um, the best thing that Netflix uh, has ever done is issuing a Netflix-sponsored response from the show. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Uh, so Michael Kelly, who plays uh, um, uh, the chief of staff, on the show, Doug yep. Stamper, has come out and he said, to the people of Mexico, it's not a competition. You have no idea where people take their information from. <laughs> Pay attention now. And then, the, uh, and then they've tweeted out, uh, imitation is not always the best form of flattery in Spanish. <laughs> so they've just ripped this guy. Uh, and yes. every single Western newspaper that's picked this up has gone... Oh no! Uh, this is a train wreck. So, uh, so yeah. That's so where uh, it came from. So he's uh, he said that it wasn't. Coverubius uh, uh, um, told uh, newspaper Millennial that his video was not an act of plagiarism, but rather a clear reference to the series, and they were simply using Underwood's speech to achieve a viral status and attract the attention of the young people. I don't buy it. <laughs> oh, I don't no. buy it. I buy it as much as I buy Frank Frank Underwood stuff, uh, yeah. and so he's uh, he's yeah. He also claims that he plans to use the viral nature of the stunt in a positive way. Not buying that either. No. So that's the first train wreck. Anyway, I did this Hitler speech, uh, but just <laughs> wanted to go viral. So, so the first the first one is the uh, the Mexican mayor who uh, uh, who ripped off a uh, Frank Underwood uh, speech deliberately to gain viral platform. Gotcha. The next one, uh, the <laughs> the article is entitled "Sex Video Pastor Caught Intimate with Married Woman." Awesome. Yep. Zimbabwean pastor uh, Lloyd Gangata, also known as Gangate, uh, has uh, been caught on tape having sex with a married woman mm. uh, in what is being called in Johannesburg one of the biggest train wrecks the church has ever seen. <laughs> he was caught in flagrant delicto with uh, uh, with flagrant what? Uh, delicto. What is that? I'm just reading, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Flagrant delicto. Mm, I, 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 bet, I, I bet he did a. Fr- I <laughs> bet he did a bunch of delicting. <laughs> so uh, basically, what happened is that the uh, the husband of uh, the woman that he was uh, that he was having an affair with got suspicious and put CCTV hidden all over his house, so which good. is exactly what you should do if you're a sane person and trust your spouse. <laughs> so he has hidden cameras and been validated. That's yeah. what he's been because yeah. he has come home and found this tape. And if you want to check this out, I would go to uh, type in zimi.net and then uh, and then Google sex video pastor caught intimate with married woman <laughs> because the video is damning. To say the very least. Uh, the what are you hu- saying? It's in 4K? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so clear. Uh, Hi, Def. Uh, the, the husband works in Saudi Arabia, um, but put these cameras in uh, before he we went away on a work trip. Anyway, so allegations of this affair uh, were previously put before the church, but were vehemently denied by the pastor. Uh, so 
in the video, it also alleged that um, that the the woman in question was previously questioned about the allegations of an affair, but died any it denied any impropriety. <laughs> died, but, but, but died, but died, but denied. End of story. Denied any impropriety. Uh, so that's why this CCTV. Uh, look, to be fair. Uh, there's a lot of guilty parties in in, in this. Uh, Absolutely. It, in fact, every single person has done really badly. <laughs> the CCTV <laughs> no one husband, wins, no one wins. The out cheating of this. wife and the pastor who is who is committing adultery on uh, behalf of the uh, of the wife and also just denying his vows. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is how the video <laughs> unfolds. Uh, in the video. The woman in question could be seen anointing the bedroom after making a call most likely to confirm the pastor's attendance. Perhaps following in the footsteps of the loose woman mentioned in Proverbs 7, 10 to 23, <laughs> the woman turns on the electric blanket to keep the bed toasty in anticipation of the tryst with Gangate. The pastor then walks in, takes off his clothes and hops in a bed to her. You can then see rapid furtive movement <laughs> under the covers, <laughs> which is mm. so guilty. Uh, that, so, that, that's, that's that's actually part of my dirty talk repertoire <laughs> with uh, with Liv. Rapid furtive movement. Mm, I'm in for some rapid furtive <laughs> movement tonight. Anyway, so he uh, he then continues to deny it to the church, and old mate uh, pulls out this sex tape and is yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> have I got some viewing for you?" So uh, takes uh, that, to sir. The it's uh, the tape is stuck to your hand. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I needed to do some stuff first. <laughs> uh, so. That is the second one, which is uh, which is Pastor Lloyd uh, Gangata, aka Gangate. Uh, not sure why he's got a different it last sa- name, it, but it sounds like that should be like the the name of the scandal of the scandal. Yeah. Gangate, Gangate, yeah. Uh, so that's the that's the second one. The third one um, is <laughs> has been dubbed a train wreck uh, by a local uh, San Francisco paper. On Saturday afternoon, officers responded to 128 Clarendon Street in responses to claims of a theft that took place uh, in December. According to uh, the San uh, San Francisco PD's account, a man living at the address told officers he'd invited two women over he'd met online. After a naughty photo shoot took place, the suspect (laughs) paid the women $400. When the man's wife returned from an overseas Uh... trip... She noticed her jewellery was missing. Uh, the situation got messier when the wife informed officers she'd recently been diagnosed with an STD, which oh. she claimed was due to the women who'd slept with her husband while she was gone. Oh, my God. Train wreck. Uh, <laughs> so there are your three options. Jesus. Yeah, the, uh, it's a sordid one this week. It is a, mm. it is a, a sticky trophy, to <laughs> say the very least. So, so the first one is the, uh, the plagiarised uh, out-of-touch uh, mayor of, uh, of Mexican town, <laughs> uh, San Damien Texalog. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, this <laughs> sec- <laughs> the second one. The second one is the adultering uh, uh, Zimbabwean pastor. Yeah. Uh, the third one <laughs> is <laughs> the third one is the bloke who went on Craigslist, found two hookers. Paid him. They stole his wife's jewellery and gave him the clap. Oh God, that's so dumb. But I could see that. I could see that happening a lot. Uh, I, I just, I really love how ridiculous uh, the first one is. And I just want you to say his name again when you award him the trophy. So I've got to give it to that Mexican <laughs> mayor. I know. All right. Well, congratulations, congratulations to to Miguel <laughs> Angel Covarrubias. <laughs> <laughs> 
weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Congratulations oh. to you, sir. Congratulations. That is uh, the end of the Trainwreck Trophy, which means it's time for, and I've been waiting for this for the last week because I love the way you react to it. And I told you that I could not wait for you to take over this segment once again, because it is your favorite. It is time for Poos in the News. And if you haven't heard of this segment before, basically what's happened is we've uh, th- there is just an unusual bevy of, of poo-related scatological articles out there for people who are just serial public shitters. <laughs> and this is where we are covering them. And Gus, what do you have for us tonight? Well, I've got something a little bit left of centre for you, Rig, because as you know and the listeners know, I fucking hate this segment. <laughs> And with that in mind, uh, I would like to present to you this week's segment, which is called Nudes in the News. Oh, come on. I have found... You are not skirting around this. (laughs) And no one's skirting around this because I agree. Some people enjoy the uh, constant barrage of uh, public defecation news that uh, you've insisted on I would argue all. Uh, I would I would argue against that, mm. mostly because uh, weight of numbers suggests that uh, the people that haven't voted are as important as those who have, even though everyone's voted for keeping it. What the hell is that sort of political psycho American voting system? Uh. All right. So what uh, what I'm going to bring you this week is uh, is a slight tangent uh, from Poo's the news, but I guarantee if you see this through, you will be quite satisfied. Fine. I bring you nudes in the news. There's no song for this. Nude can it be? Don't okay. right. you uh, uh, no. dare! All right, tarnish All right, the good Poo's in the news theme song. Fine, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking you to Newcastle, Australia. Straya. Straya. Nobby's Beach. A 46-year-old man, Keith Roy Weatherly, uh, was approached by police uh, because he was parked in a no-stopping zone. Uh, police thought he might have a weapon uh, because they saw, saw him doing something with his hands in his lap. <sighs> Turns out he didn't have a weapon. Instead, his penis was submerged in a pasta sauce jar. What? <laughs> <laughs> Weatherly then led police on a brief, slow-speed car chase <laughs> through Newcastle. Uh, when Weatherly was stopped, he refused to leave his car, and four officers used batons and capsicum spray to get him out. They found a 750-milliliter <laughs> jar around his penis and oh said God. Weatherly attempted to continue pleasuring himself in between <laughs> bouts of wrestling. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, Don't we all? And here's where it gets good. A quick search of his car uncovered pornography, a homemade sex aid, women's stockings, and a Jack Russell Terrier. (laughs) (laughs) A living dog. (laughs) And an actual dog. And an actual dog. Weatherly pled guilty to offensive behaviour, resisting police, and disobeying a police direction. He was convicted and find 600 Australian dollars. That's all... 600 dollar dues That's all you get fined, people. If you want to put your dick in a pasta sauce jar, drive around, make the cops follow you, chuck your dog in the side seat, put a homemade sex doll in there, and <laughs> pornography, and then keep trying to whack off while they're dragging you out of the car, 600 
dollary dues. You're goddamn right. Who says America's the land of the free and the home of the brave? <laughs> yeah. Keith says different. Keith says so different. Uh, and that's all we have time for oh, on that segment. There was no poo. I'm going to bring back more poo next week. <laughs> I hate that that's actually the response. Uh, <laughs> but fair enough. Uh, which which brings us to the, the next segment, uh, which is uh, fan favourite. But, oh, I mean, it's not too high on the favourite scale because there's no poo. But uh, <laughs> we're getting... This is getting so snarky <laughs> oh, no, now. Yeah. Uh, it is. You it, love it. it. I do. I do love it. Well, I, I can't. I can't say that I don't. So uh, we're about to do the one star reservoir, which means it's time to queue up the record. Yeah. I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star. One star reservoir. Yeah. I love that track. That's our best work. It's absolutely that's our it. best work, which that's is which is an insult to everything else that we do mm-hmm. every Thursday night. True, true. But that that is like that's like John Farnham listening to you the voice and going, Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I can't believe <laughs> yeah, I made well, other well, I can't yeah, made other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it is. Uh so we're into run one star reservoir. Run bra reservoir. Run Run, rabbit, run, rabbit. Anyway, I, uh, I've had too many beers. Right, so <laughs> we're, we're into uh, One Star Reservoir. If you do not know what this segment's about, we have trawled the internet for the absolute worst, and by worst, I mean best to us, uh, <laughs> One Star reviews from uh, the depths of the internet, and uh, we are going to read it to it. Well, Gus is going to read it to me tonight. And uh, I'll tell you what's not One Star, but Five Star. Ajita's Veggie, Veggie Deli Crisps. Please yeah. sponsor us. Thank you, sponsor. Please give us a couple of bags. Right, so, Gus, what have you got for us, mate? Mate, I'm going to dive straight in there uh, with uh, one that is um, that is strong. Um, and I also think that it's probably going to be uh, our first, uh, actually it definitely is our first, but it won't be our last, visit to a uh, natural wonder of the world. Mm. I'm talking about none other than the pyramids. Okay. Headline, waste of time rubbish. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Got there and found it's all lies, as I can tell you in seconds how it's built. There is no wonder. The only thing I wondered about was why people don't tell the truth and not go there. It's dirty. It's boring. It's blocks on top of blocks. It's a litter tip and a building site with scum trying to sell you rubble. The one good thing about the Sphinx is it's right next to McDonald's. So I'm unsure why all the travel programs travel there miles by camels. It's right smack in the middle of a dirty council estate with people sleeping in the roads. It's a myth. It's poor value and people shouldn't be ashamed to say, I wasted thousands going there. It's rubbish. I bloody did and I won't go again. It's the it's saltiest a, bogan in history. I know. <laughs> Sounds like my mate's dad. It's like, it, was, it was just like, yeah, bloody going to Europe. Oh, that should be exciting. No, I guess. This <laughs> is like, could not give a shit. Best thing about the Sphinx was that there was a Macca's so I could at least see something that I, that I something knew. Something I knew, yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the, that's the first one. Big Macs are made of camel. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one, which is the Gaza pyramids. Mm. Um, the, the next one uh, is... Uh, back to what we know and love, uh, <laughs> horribly scathing reviews of hotels. Yes. It is one star as always. It is Brooklyn, New York, and the headline is, Hazardous to your health. No joke. <laughs> 
Dirty rooms with glass in the actual bed under the sheets. I was stabbed in the butt. <laughs> yes, the left cheek of my buttocks by a piece of glass that was in the bed. Oh, I could God. not stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> the ambulance and police oh. was called out. The glass was left in the bed until the paramedics came along, but with the police to verify what was there, I contacted the hotel who initially wouldn't give me my money back. <laughs> The manager, Robert, never showed up to address the situation. <laughs> Damn you, Robert! <laughs> you can hear the fist shaking in the last part. You will pay for this, Captain Planet. <laughs> he called me a day later saying they had to do an investigation. <laughs> Investigate what? <laughs> Your nasty, dirty, no-tissue-having hotel. Your glass in the bed, buddy. <laughs> I didn't come here to get stuck by a possible infected piece of object in my butt. <laughs> I don't know where that glass has been, nor came from, and uh. why in the heck it is in the bed of a hotel in South Beach. <laughs> These questions need to be addressed. In the meantime, I will pursue this matter with Hotel.com and Boulevard Hotel, <laughs> along with the cleaning company that works for the hotel. They all are accountable. Do not stay here. If you do, you are mentally ill. <laughs> Room tip. There are no average, let alone good rooms in this infectious hotel. <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> oh, so good. Love it. Okay, and the final one is uh, is actually a a review that I found in uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I was surprised. Why were you there? Because I because I was chasing terrible. Because fashion. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the season, darling. Uh, so it's a one star review. They do actual reviews of restaurants. Yeah. Uh, this is a <laughs> a very, very well-known restaurant. So I won't mention its name because it'll probably get sued. <coughs> also, they printed it in Vanity Fair, so I guess it doesn't matter. Here it is. Our table had a retro naff Lazy Susan. I like Lazy Old Susan. She embodies free trade, capitalism, and survival of the fattest. But let's get to the point. <laughs> to say the food is repellently awful would be to credit it with a vim and vigour and attitude it simply can't rise to. <laughs> oh, the sh- bowls... And bear in mind, this is in print. Yeah. This was printed in the early 2000s, and it was at a time when people still actually bought magazines. magazines. Yeah. The bowls and dishes dribble and limp to the table with a yawning lassitude. <laughs> The vain, empty Anui. They weren't so present, so much presented as wilted and folded to death. It was all prepared with that most depressing culinary style. Tepid whimsy. <laughs> Tell me, off the top of your head, language. what two attributes should hot and sour soup have? Take your time. It was neither. Nor anything else much. How clever are shimp, uh, a shrimp and foie gras dumplings with grapefruit dipping sauce? What if we called them fishy liver-filled condoms? They were properly vile with a savour that lingered like a lovelorn drunk and tasted as if your mouth had been used as the swab bin in an animal hospital. Oh. <laughs> Crispy, tender frog's legs or what we would have gotten in buckets if Colonel Sanders had been French. And these were just the highlights. The memory of the rest has been alighted into one long, bland, watery compost that could barely incite flatulence. Oh. It, was, it was like eating through a veil. The vivid flavours and complex textures that are the mark of Asian cuisine had been censored out. And it wasn't that I ordered badly. I ordered fucking everything. <laughs> 
Oh my it's God. so light, scrubbed and gelded of any heritage and hospitality. Everything the food wasn't, the price was. Big, bold, generous, heartily man-sized. The Derigueo gratuity alone managed to hit 144 bucks. <laughs> we could have feasted to bursting on some of the best Chinese food in the world, a mere Manolo clip-clop away for the price <laughs> of just the tip. A friend pointed out that 66 is a very proprietous number in China. It means wealth. You're going to make money. The name could translate as, in brackets, make me rich or in, exclam- in quotation marks, eat my mortgage. <laughs> One star. Oh, that is brutal. Like, to, to see that in print, if you own that restaurant, it, like TripAdvisor, I think if you ho- own a hotel, yeah. then it has to be a scenario where you look at TripAdvisor and go, oh, God damn it. In, in but, but this is like an actual fair. reviewer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's got so much more... Authenticity and and just uh, how good is using the phrase tepid whimsy? Tepid whimsy. I was like, what? <laughs> That's fantastic. That and the uh, the phrase tasted as if your mouth has been used as the swab <laughs> bit in an animal, animal hospital, hospital is so harsh. Oh, it's hectic. Anyway, that is the third of three for uh, the one star reservoir for this week, which brings so us to the main course. Mm. The swab bin at the animal hospital that is <laughs> Riggs mm, kisses fingers like a chef. Shit show spotlight. He's bringing us the main course. And what do you got on? Mate, uh, we, we turn our attention to our good friends in the purported land of the free and home of the brave. Perfect. Uh, in the United States of America. So in 2007... Hey. San Francisco, uh, with some heavy community support, becomes the first U.S. city to scrap plastic bags uh, because they're not biodegradable and they're doing harm to the environment. Sure. And also it's San Francisco. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's what they do. I mean, the whole look, role in America is to just be environmentally conscious. No, I mean, yeah, of Progress course, minorities. But, I mean, look, animals are being killed. The city's being polluted. Fair. Like, you know, so San Francisco uh, introduced the much-lauded ban to the cheers of the people. Yep. Uh, it became a bit of a case study. In the States, uh, as a matter of fact, and so other cities began to take notice of their own environment and thought, why not give this a, a red-hot crack? So fast forward uh, a few years, and, and we're, we're now in downtown Austin, Texas uh, okay. in 2011. Still just taking a short jaunt south. Mm. Lawmakers there uh, are lobbied by local pillars of the community to institute a similar ban. Yeah. Uh, banjo playing hipsters, which is yeah. all of Austin. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a liberal paradise uh, amid gun-toting maniacs. <laughs> uh, so, in it, uh, in it, all regular plastic bags would be replaced by reusable bags, uh, encouraging the local populace to to keep their bags and uh, and and litter less. I'm listening. So, a couple of years down the track, a report is written after the ban has taken place uh, that analyzes the effects of the ban. Now it's time to turn those smiles upside down. So in the two, so the band's been going on for two years. Yep. Now it was found that the amount of the total municipal litter represented by single-use bags, so those are like old plastic bags, uh, after the ban was zero point zero three percent. Yep. Which is great. It's yep. a it's a reduction of seventy five percent. Sounds amazing, right? Yep. Uh, until you add 75% to 0.03% uh, and realise that the figure pre-ban was approximately 0.12% of all waste. So basically, it wasn't even that big of an issue 
to institute a ban and everyone was like losing their minds. It was yep. insane. So sure, some might say that plastic bags floating around and clogging up streams are hurting wildlife. It's bad, right? I mean, no one's, no one's debating that. But surely it's not as bad as what I'm, what I'm about to tell you. So one of the most damning things to come out of this report in 2013 was to do with the part of the solution to littering in the first place. Remember those reusable bags uh, that I just mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that they required more raw materials to be made and thus had a larger carbon footprint. <laughs> uh, the reasoning was that the carbon footprint could be offset in the long run with people using the bags multiple times. Sure. They didn't. What they happened What happened instead? Uh, uh, because people are the worst. Yeah, because people are the absolute blurst, <laughs> was that people were like, hey, this bag's a little different. Meh. And then they would just, like, <laughs> throw the bags away and, like, not give a shit. Yeah, so the, so the stream of bags required was the same. Absolutely. It was just... But they were just... Re- they were just... Uh, crazy, they dangerous, were crazy, and damaging to make. They were just super... super they, they took up a lot of resources to make. Uh, they weren't as biodegradable. It was just <laughs> oh, no. shit. Uh, so... The um, so that that all happens, and uh, and suddenly recycling centres are taking on huge quantities uh, of a product that had generated more damage to the environment than the problem they were originally trying to tackle. Uh, so the report said that the amount that the amount quote was nearly equivalent to the amount of all of the single-use bags removed from the recycling stream as a result of the ordinance implemented in 2011. So the real kicker. Uh, is that most of the bags that were sent to recycling actually ended up in landfill as it wasn't any more cost-effective <laughs> to, to recycle. recycle. <laughs> oh, the, more dur- the more durable plastics. It was actual insanity. Give us so, a break. Yeah, so, so mate, what, what started out as a, as a, as a good-natured attempt to save our environment or save Austin's environment at least ended up making it just way worse. Uh, <laughs> the ban is still in effect, by the way. Uh, and it and it's being lobbied pretty hard uh, to get rid of it. Oh, uh, surely! It, but it's how that's that's been another five years. Yeah, but it has been. But they they have started making some changes. So at least on their behalf, they're trying to uh, take into account some learnings from from that initial report, which was so damning. Uh, and they were just like, "Wow, uh, yeah." It's like receiving your mark <laughs> after a uni assignment and then going. I really should have done this uh, in more time than just the night before because <laughs> this is shit. So that's uh, that's the shit show spotlight. I've tr- I've kept it a bit short and sweet actually in terms of this. Rather than being a uh, rather than being a, a big meaty pub meal, uh, it's more of a uh, degustation uh, final. Final course in an eight uh, eight course degustation, and it's 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 just it's a whole lot of plate and a neatly arranged pile. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, a, look, look, if you're going to do the bag swap thing and you're going to make sure that people don't throw them out, you have to do the hessian sack uh, scenario. Like it, it, it must be. Yeah, we're replacing plastic bags, so, and it's going to cost you ten cents for a bag. So it's so funny that you actually bring this up. This actually wasn't uh, within. My, my scope for the spotlight this week, but uh, they one of the things was like well, maybe we can uh, look into canvas, right? <laughs> Apparently, canvas is like uh, literally this was the figure 130 times harder to <laughs> to degrade. So I was like, it was oh, like if okay. you if you went out there and it, and like the the, fo- the carbon footprint uh, to 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 make canvas bags is even worse. 
<laughs> like, so it's worse than everything out there. Uh, and so if you're throwing away canvas bags, you are a real piece of shit. <laughs> like, you are dead set, just like, you are... <laughs> Nate, the environment is a 750-gram bottle of Dolmio, <laughs> and you are just sticking your dick in there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> in between bouts of wrestling with cops. <laughs> while your Jack Russell looks at you and goes, <laughs> while while the Jack Russell, which is the rest of Texas, goes, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, best. Um, I'm actually gonna uh, gonna sign off. Uh, we'll do this when we have short episodes, but uh, with uh, a a small tidbit on uh, on the dumbest criminals in history. Yeah. Uh, so here's a here's a little sign off. Uh, August 1995, Klaus Schmidt tries to rob a bank in Berlin by walking in with a pistol and demanding money. Uh, turns out, however, that uh, despite that being pretty standard for a bank heist, uh, Klaus is deaf. So <laughs> as the robbery progresses <laughs> and the bank employees notice that he was acting pretty weird, at one point one of them asked the robber if he needed a bag and he replied, You're damn right, it's a real gun! <laughs> And kept and kept yelling at everybody. <laughs> I'm a trained killer. Uh, this made them realise that Schmidt had a noticeable handicap. <laughs> Vis-a-vis, he was deaf. Taking advantage, one employee set off the alarm. Schmidt remained oblivious, even while the incredibly <laughs> loud, loud alarm was going off. The police approached the bank. The robber remained calm and patient, occasionally spouting threats. <laughs> <laughs> when occasionally <laughs> spouting threats when, like it's when the police a ar- light garnish of yeah, threats exactly yeah. He's a, it's a smattering of threats yeah. when the police arrived they quickly took the criminal into custody <laughs> uh, however years later how did they approach him were they like he was completely deaf he's holding the gun and they just come up to him like an old friend and put a hand <laughs> on the shoulder and just go all right buddy all right buddy time to go they just approach him with a wheelchair and just slowly put him down <laughs> uh, put uh, him in a wheelbarrow <laughs> yeah so uh however schmidt found a way to turn a negative into a positive he tried to sue the bank for exploiting his disability no, <laughs> no way <laughs> uh, I really wanted to do that as a uh, uh, as a spotlight, but I'll tell you what: you try and find Klaus Schmidt and some more info on him. That guy has gone dead set underground. <laughs> so that is that is all uh, all we've got. But uh, if well, it, if, at least he won't be mad. He literally will not be listening to this. He's, so. he's, ne- he's never going to find out about this podcast. He's the one person we don't have to worry about getting sued from. <laughs> So good, which means that's the end of uh, today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you want to get in touch and you want to show us a bit of love, uh, which we desperately, desperately crave, mm-hmm. please go and visit us on Facebook, Shit Show, and chuck us a like. It's not that hard. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, every week we're putting up these podcasts on iTunes uh, as well as Zencast. So make sure you subscribe and you'll get a notification every week when a new episode comes out. And if you want to give us a bit of a cheeky review, that'd be just fine and dandy like cotton candy with us. Love it. And also a big shout out to our one listener from Romania. Please listen again. Yes, straight out of Bucharest. (laughs) So thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Hey.